Babe. I'm right here, Robert. <laughs> what you doing? I'm trying to get this show started. Okay, what show you on? The Boiling Noodles. Alright, that's right, the Boiling Noodles Show. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I'm your host, Alexandria. And I am Robert Mason. And we're here to discuss topics that's going to stimulate the brain and conversation. Get out there and do it. What topics do you want Business, to Business. Family. Faith. And community. Those are our four pillars. So come and rock with us. Boil with us. Let's start boiling your noodles. Well, glad y'all can join in with us today. We got a, a great show ahead of us. Today is election day. Want to make sure everybody get out and get out there and vote. But before we get started, we got to set the tone. You want to set the tone? You want me to set the tone? We can set the tone. All right. We got two scriptures for you. Proverbs 28 and 1 Timothy 2. Proverbs 28. When a country is rebellious, it it has many rulers, but a ruler with discernment and knowledge maintains order. In 1 Timothy 2 verses 1 through 4 states, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to continue, I'm sorry, and to come to a knowledge of the truth. With that being said, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for this great day. We thank you for this country we live in, the state we live in, the city we live in, live in. We ask that you cover us all, Heavenly Father, from the top to the bottom. We ask that your blood flow continuously. We ask that you keep us safe, keep us grounded, and keep us guided. We look to you for guidance. We look to you for knowledge and wisdom. We do not look for man's understanding. We allow, allow your peace to surpass all our understanding. In your precious and marvelous name we pray. Amen. Amen. So you're tuned in to the Boiling Noodle Show. We are your host, Bearded Trader. And Alexandria. And it's our job to help you and us navigate through faith, family, business. What's that last? Community. <laughs> Come on, man. Community. That's what it's about, the community. I, just, boo, I ain't gonna lie. You got me with the eyes just now. I was a little I zoned know. out. I'm gonna use that as my excuse. Okay. You just forgot. <laughs> but those are our four pillars here on the Boil and Noodle Show. And today we want to talk about community because we're gonna be talking about pretty much politics. So I would say yeah. that would be community, right? Right, right. Today's a day. Today's it. November 3rd, hopefully you all have already been voting out here in Mecklenburg County. We start at what, 6.30 a.m. or we've started at 6.30 a.m. We end at 7.30 p.m. today. If you have not voted, please be in those lines right now or be in that line later on to vote. Cast your vote. Use your voice. Swarm the polls. Isn't that what they say, baby? Well, I don't know what the word swarm is. Isn't it swarm? 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 swarm. Like, you be coming for me in my... In, in my... <laughs> <laughs> Never but heard that word got... in my life. Swarm? A swarm? A swarm? <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> anyway. Use discernment. Let's use discernment when we're talking about... Um, when we're talking about voting, let's use that knowledge when we're talking about, you know, um, voting. So that means go out and and understand or not go out, but go out and find. Yeah. Look for 
the information about the different offices and then the people um, who are in these, who are going for, who are candidates, right, mm-hmm. for the offices that we are voting for. Let's not just do all blue Let's and all red. Let's vote for those who you believe are going to make a change and maintain some order, help maintain some order. I remember I did that one uh, last year when you and I voted. Well, it might have been your book. Not last year, but you know, four years ago, I said, man, I'm just going to do all red down, <laughs> all blue down. And honestly, looking back now, that's like the sucker's way out. Mm-hmm. Like just put in the work of doing your research, seeing who's on the ballot, and then just pulling up those individuals' names. You hit Google, you can find anything you want to find mm-hmm. to really see, okay, why am I voting for this individual? Right. Just because they're Republican doesn't mean... They're going to line up with right. what the Republican Party wants or Democrat go line up with what the Democratic Party wants. Right. So you're right. Don't just go all blue, all red and think, hey, my, my job is done. It's not done. You know, put in the research and the time before you get to the poll to see what these individuals are about. Because at the end of the day, our livelihood is at stake. Right. Right. And I think I think it's easy for us to do it, though. It's easy for us to allow life to so-called get ahead. But, hey, the, the, the reality of all of this is that this really is life, though, while here on Earth. Right. This is life. And so um, even when we t- we were having this conversation before about when people talk about the things in the world, about racism and all of that. And people say, you know, leave politics to politics and leave that at home or whatever the case may be. But those are people lives. And unfortunately, we call you know, the, the, we use the words of care and compassion and consideration and love. We call that politics. Um, the unfortunate part of it. Right. Mm -hmm. But Hey, you know, call it politics, call it care, call it compassion, call it whatever you want to do, but make sure just, you're just doing your part. I mean, whatever you want to call it, but just make sure you're doing your part and and making the change in the world. So do your research because these people are really, Um, these people are us at the end of the day and they are trying to make change and whether that change is going to be a good one or a bad one, they're doing it and we're giving them the authority to do so. So let's not, let's use our authority by doing our research, gaining the knowledge and making impact. Let's vote. So what's a, um, a candidate or a What's on the ballot, an individual that's on the ballot you want to talk to, talk about a position, I should say. You know what? I was watching. Um, I don't remember what that episode was, but it has. Uh, I was going to say Tay Diggs, but we'll, no, Lorenz Tate. Uh-huh. And remember, he was um, it's some show, but he was going in office for a lieutenant governor. Oh, um, what is that? Power. It was power. It was no, no, no. It's not power. Was it power? He, yeah, he was running for a lieutenant governor and he, he wanted ghosts. That's he right. Was backing him a little bit. Yeah. Right. Okay, that's right. So lieutenant governor. I was like, what is lieutenant governor? Mm-hmm. I never really understood what lieutenant governor is. So this is showing my ignorance too, right? Because you know, this is what we vote and this is on there. Right. And so it's like again, like you were saying, sometimes we're going all red, all blue, oh, because we know this person, you know, whatever the case may be, that's it. And so anyway. This is we're just using this as an example, though, um, as far as just doing your research and knowing about the different what we're voting, you know, what we're voting for. So a lieutenant governor in the United States is a second in command to a state governor. 
So it's pretty much like their right hand man in a sense. It's almost like to me when I read it, it looked it's it's like the vice president to the president, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's your second in command. That's what it just said. And the actual power held by the lieutenant governor varies greatly from state to state. So a lieutenant governor is often first in line of succession to the governorship and acts as governor when the governor leaves the state or is unable to serve. Mm-hmm. So that's really like the governor's shadow and making sure that they rocking and rolling and knowing what they're doing so they can operate. So go and understand what a governor is and what their position holds, because then you know that what you're voting for when you vote for a governor in the, in the governor, I mean, in the Lieutenant governor, you want to make sure that it make they're making sense. It's lined up that you're consistent in what, in how it is that you're voting. So, um, just briefly, to know what a governor is, they serve like a chief executive officer and command in chief in each of the 50 states and in the five permanently inhabited, 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 territories. You got on me about that swarm. Anyway, whatever, boo. Functioning as both head of state and the head of government therein. So as such, governors are responsible for implementing state laws, overseeing the operation of the state executive branch. And as state leaders, governors advance and pursue new and revised policies and programs using a variety of tools. Among them, executive orders, executive budgets, and legislative proposals and vetoes. Hmm. That's huge, y'all. Right. That's huge. So I think it's really important to know the positions that these people are in, the powers that they have, and then the people in their backgrounds. Right. So we mentioned Lieutenant Governors. Um, we know Lorenz Tate is not running as far as North Carolina level, but we do have, you know, we have two people out there. One of them is Yvonne Lewis Holly, and then the other is Mark Robinson, Robinson. Right? right? You you gave me an interesting fact that I didn't even know about um earlier in reference to these two. So if either one of them were elected, it would be a history thing. Right. It'd be the first African-American lieutenant governor here in North Carolina. There's never been one. So no matter who you pick, it'd be a, you know, a great occasion for African-Americans in general, because the current lieutenant governor, Dan uh, Forrest, this is his last year, whatever you want to call term. it. You can, your last term, yeah. you can only run, you know, you can only have two terms as a lieutenant governor. So whoever we pick next, they're going to get four years and more than likely get reelected if they do a great job. Now, what about these two individuals, Mark Robinson and Yvonne Holly? Holly is a Democrat. Mark Robinson is running Republican. Mm-hmm. So you take Mark Robinson, hun. Share some facts about him and I'll take Yvonne and see if we can compare and contrast these two individuals to see who we would like running our, you know, be the lieutenant governor for our state. Well, I'm not going to tell you who I like or who I dislike, but what I will tell you, <laughs> I'll give you um, just the facts, you know, pretty well. I'm, I don't even know if these would necessarily be called facts, but we are issues. just, yeah, we'll give you some, we'll give you some insight on the issues that they are saying is their insight. 
And, and you can do this simply by just going to their website, Mark for Robinson for N, you know, NC.com. And then uh, like my husband was saying, well, I'm sorry, like the bearded trader was saying um, earlier, you can just go and Google them as well. Cause I'm pretty sure you're going to find videos on these people. I'm pretty sure you're going to find um, certain interactions with them on social media and, and just more insight than just their website. All right. So we were actually about to, um, we were just focusing on the Lieutenant governor, right? Right. And what we were saying, what we were doing was using the Lieutenant governor as an example of just knowing what the position is about. And then the people that we have who are running in place, pretty much who are candidates and our candidates are Yvonne Lewis, Holly, I believe it was Lewis, but, um, Yvonne Holly. And then it was Mark Robinson. Yep. Mark Robinson. So did you want to start with Yvonne or? Okay. So Yvonne has a strong push for criminal justice reform. She would like to see bail as punishment for people who are not a flight risk and have not been found guilty of any crime. She is a strong advocate for Second Chance Act and other reentry programs, which allow people who have served their time to begin rebuilding their lives. She states she wants to end the driver's license non-payment fine, which is a fine for either uh, non-traffic violations or not renewing your license on time, things of that nature. So you said that she wants to see the use of bail, or did you say she she wants to see she's because I know she said we must end the yeah. use of you said end it yeah oh, end okay. the use of bail as a punishment. Gotcha. So you know people don't have that bail money, they can't get out right. stuck in prison. Okay. And so with Mark Robinson, he his issues, he is talking about the Second Amendment. He has pro life, education, jobs, immigration. He even you know references veterans, which he is a veteran voter ID um, and the economy. Those are the issues that he's touching on on his website. And when it comes to the, I want to mention veterans because I don't feel like, well, I do feel like we do talk about veterans, but just interested in his perspective of what he say is on the issues of that. So as a veteran, Mark will fight for those who have given themselves to serve this country. Our veterans deserve to be taken care of. And Mark will not simply talk about getting results. He will do it. He believes that in the same way there was no expense spared to send them off, we should not spare any expense to take care of them when they come home and need help. So this is pretty like vague, but straight to the point as his point, you know, as his uh, perspective on it. Um, so I'm sure you can look and Google and see, okay, what what does he mean when he talks about taking care of them? I know that touches my heart because we will, both of our families, you know, yeah. we have we have veterans and, um, and I see for myself how they're treated even at the veteran hospital. So I think it would be, you know, good to see somebody who's willing to come in and help make change and not necessarily see a certain cost on it when people are putting their lives on the line. Right. Um, Talk to us about a, uh, you have a family member who's a veteran. Correct. And you recently experienced some of the issues they face, uh, with healthcare as a veteran in this country. Mm -hmm. So what's your thoughts and perspectives on what you know to be true that some of these people face? Well, first of all, um, I've, I've been in the veterans hospital because I have family members who actually work there and I was able to see, you know, what actually kind of goes on there um, or get a, a taste of it. I'm not going to say what actually goes on, but get a taste of it. 
and uh, the most recent years, which I thought it was a pretty nice environment for the veterans. And I thought things were great. And this is in New Jersey. When I came to North Carolina for a family member who is here and uh, goes to the North Carolina um, hospital, when I say like poor quality, I mean poor. And it was really sad, you know, to see what was going on um, there. Even when we were getting their medicine, they just put them in a paper bag, gave the paper bag and people were just taking them. And I was telling my family member, no, check and see what is in the bag and make sure you have what you have. And actually they didn't, they didn't even have, you know, all of their medicine. Uh, and then I think we had, we had to stay for like another hour pretty much just trying to get the right medicine and everything situated for them. But the quality was just extremely, extremely poor. Um, and it was just, it was really disheartening to see that this is how people are being treated. Well, recently, what you're, you know, uh, referencing is a family member of mine had their leg amputated below the knee for um, any of you who are, I guess, uh, familiar with, you know, amputees. <clears throat> and we were calling to just pretty much check in reference to their benefits as far as their disability is concerned. What I thought was interesting was they had, they're like a 40%, right? I guess they do certain percentages and things like that. You could be 20, 60, 100%, whatever. Well, they're 40%. So 40% covered. Covered. As based, far off as, of their, based off their body. So if right. they're 100%, that means they're covered from the head to the toe. Correct. Okay. Yep. And so um, <laughs> I'm doing the calculation. Math is easy for me. And so they're saying, yeah, you're covered on your left knee, your, your left leg. I mean, your left knee, your left foot, your right knee, your right foot. So and that's so that's the 40 per- yes 10% percent each. Okay. Well the right the right foot got cut off. And they said I'm going to tell you this, if you you putting in a claim like you may want to be careful because this may take 10% away cuz you no longer have that right foot. So we're going to take 10% of your money away so it's nothing for us to cover. Wow. That blew my mind. That blew my mind. And she could have been, the representatives could have been like, okay, let's put this claim through, not realizing, you know, for us or not informing us that, hey, this is what will happen, you know, when you do that. And when you, and when the person did that, that would have, you know, caused them. I I thought it blew my mind um, because you're telling me I get penalized where really my situation is going to increase my costs more. Right. Because you're missing a limb. Yeah, because you're missing a limb. You need help. You need some more assistance. Um, So it's going to increase the cost more. But one, I have to go through this process of, you know, getting a claim and seeing what, you know, what type of aid I can get. But then two, you're telling me, but money is going to take be taken away because, well, you no longer have that to be covered. So it's almost like having a child, right, on your health benefits. And then once they turn, I believe the age is 26, once they turn, um, they're over 26, they no longer can be on your insurance as a dependent. Right. Um, and so because of that, you, you know, they're no longer there. So you don't have them. You can't, you can't put them on your insurance. So it was almost like that. Like you got a foot, but since you no longer have it, it's, it's no, no longer, longer covered, covered, which makes sense. Cause you no longer have it, but why should it be, why should it penalize me where you take that away, you know, from me? Because when you look at all of the other costs that comes with that, as far as health care, you know, as far as care I'm going to need and aid and all that stuff, why would I get penalized for it? I, so anyway, answering your question, that was a long answer to your question, but I just thought that that blew my mind on how veterans are treated, you know, after they have served the country. Right. And it's not and just, it, 
honestly, it's not just veterans. Right. Even though we're talking Absolutely. about veterans, I think it's just people in general. Absolutely. Like healthcare in general for individuals is terrible in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And a lot of locations need to be closed down because mm-hmm. just what they're doing is just nasty and disgusting. Yeah. You like you, I kind of feel like you're getting more people sick than you actually healing or helping. Right. At the right. very end of the day. Right. So legislation as it as it relates to healthcare, because we know insurance companies are uh, paying to have bills pushed through Congress or pushed through um, uh, House of Representatives. You know, they they have they have all these big pools of money to where they can make stuff happen. But if we're voting for people who's going to actually take that money versus voting for people who's going to say, no, that's not right. I'm setting up for the people. That can make a lot of difference. That mm. can make a lot of, you know, we can make a lot of change just voting for the right individuals. So we're not just talking about United States of America. We are talking about America. We're talking about the states that you're in. We're talking about the cities that you are in. So just like you heard in the song about the judicial system, the let you get what I'm saying, all of those different levels, it breaks. It's not just a, it's not just an American issue. These are on state and city level. So remember two years from now, we're going to have to be back at the polls and voting for, you know, things that are even closer to you. So let's vote on all levels because it is, it's extremely important. But I feel like I started off with saying something else about that though. And I said, no, 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 I'm not sure about that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I want to say this it's. You know, we get all giddy about voting for individuals, right, on the ballot. But there's other things on that ballot. Yeah, yeah. That don't pertain to an individual's name. It pertains to a law or a bill to be passed or taxes to be levied on individuals. So, you know, the city or the county or the state can build this road or that road and not understanding those funds come out of our pocket. Right. It's good that you said that, babe, because, you know, like one of them, the shortest one just to read right now, City of Charlotte housing bonds shall the order authorizing $50 million of bonds plus interest to pay the capital cost of housing projects for the benefit of persons of low income or moderate income or low and moderate income, including construction of infrastructure improvements related thereto and the acquisition of land and rights of way behavior, therefore, and providing that additional taxes may be levied in an amount sufficient to pay the principal of and the interest on the bonds be approved. That's a yes or no question that is still going to affect you as an individual, as a taxpayer, your pocket, other people's pocket. And so do you agree with it? Right. So that's, is you are exactly right, babe. We cannot forget about the referendas. Right. Well, there's, was there one on there for transportation? Yep. There you go. Transportation. That's right, right babe. Transportation. <laughs> you know, hey, if, if you, if you want more public transportation or if you want different streets or curbs or light or street lights or traffic signals and all that stuff that's on the voter ballot this year a hundred and two million dollar bond plus interest that's going to pass down to the taxpayers right that's not just to get out of frail G- mm-hmm. uh, get out of jail free card like you're going to pay that in property taxes they may go up 
again? Are you going to pay that in sales taxes or alcohol taxes or whatever it may be? So if you agree with that, you can check yes. If you disagree, you can check no. Babe, you know, I know you're in real estate and everything like that. So just reading that, though, I remember the terminology is a special assessment. Special, that's a special assessment. If they want to put a curb out there on, in your neighborhood mm-hmm. or they want to put traffic lights in your neighborhood, that they're going to add it to the actual tax. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. So, so, that's so it's involuntary. Right. Yeah. It's an involuntary tax. Wow. And if you do not pay it, mm-hmm. guess what can happen? Get that lien. Get that lien. Then guess what can happen? Lose that house. Foreclosure. Oh, you lose the whole house, though? If you don't pay a lien, you know, if you don't pay property tax, pro- yeah. property tax is a uh, superior superior right. lien. Oh. So, it's above your mortgage payment. <laughs> don't pay your property tax. See what happens. You're going to mm-hmm. lose your house. Gotcha. Let's get involved, guys. Let's understand what it is that's out there that we can change. Um, let's make the change. Do not give up. Do not become hopeless. Um, stay hopeful and and do your part. Do your part and encourage others to do theirs. So hopefully you all are out there. We're standing out there right now in line and um, we're waiting to vote or we're, or we're, you know, we're ready to be out there. Be like me. Wear your shirt that's supported because Zeta's vote. Zeta oh, Phi boy. Beta Sorority Incorporated. We vote. I'm sure y'all do vote. I'm, I'm glad y'all vote for something. We vote for a lot. We do a lot. That's right. You right. Y'all do. Y'all do a lot. But thank you all for tuning in this Tuesday. Hope y'all have a wonderful day. Get out there and vote. You've been listening to the Boiling Noodle Show. Hope we was able to stim- stimulate your brain a little bit. Boiling noodles. <laughs> all right, guys. Until next, next time, week, continue to boil your noodle.